This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. If you guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode is one that I am so excited to share with you because Rabia is a friend of mine that we have been friends for so long. She's one of those friends that you don't even remember how the friendship started. You guys just know that you guys have been in each other's lives for the longest time. We had lived in the same neighborhood and then we went to the same middle school and the same high school and she is just one of those people that lights up our room wherever she goes. She can be in the quietest place, the place that you don't think that there could be like light and fun and energy and then there she is and proves you wrong. I know that you guys will be able to tell in this podcast her personality but she's just the sweetest person I know and also one of the strongest people I know. She's gone through so much in her life starting out by living in so many different countries. She is a Dutch citizen. She was born there. She's lived in Pakistan. She's lived in Thailand. She's lived in Chile. She's lived in the U.S. Everywhere. I feel like she's had so many different cultures that she has been exposed to. So we dive into that. But besides from that, she's also struggled with family issues. I mean, the family dynamic in her specific family has changed a lot. That does impact a person. And she also has grown up with being wealthy and then later in life having to work multiple jobs to support her family. So it's just so crazy that this person that brings so much light and so much energy and so much positivity into the world also has had a bunch of struggles as well because when you first meet her you definitely do not think that that is the case i also am trying to make my intros shorter so i'm just going to thank everyone that reviewed my podcast i am going to read the reviewer of the week because even though i'm trying to make my intros shorter i don't ever want to neglect thanking you guys the reviewer of the week this week is 
IMO Barry. <laughs> I always laugh at the usernames because I can tell you guys made these when you were in like fourth grade and had to pick a username, so I think it's so funny. It says, love, love, love this podcast. I listen to it religiously every Monday on my commute to work. Natalie does such a great job at interviewing a diverse set of lady bosses who inspire listeners to follow their passion, take a leap of faith, and just freaking do it. It's refreshing hearing from successful women who are super grounded and willing to give great advice on how to pursue your dreams. I've been inspired to start my own business and begin working out my business plan because of this podcast. Can't wait to listen to future episodes. P.S. My only complaint is sometimes the volume can change between the intro and the actual interview, but it doesn't take away from the A-plus content. Thank you for giving me feedback as well. Um, I actually really do appreciate that because that is something now that I know to work on. So thank you so much. But I just love that you guys are also starting your business, starting your YouTube, starting something, being motivated from not myself, but from the people I'm interviewing. And I think that's so awesome. And that's literally why I created this podcast to show you guys just normal people who are doing something and showing you guys that you can too. So I really do love that. I think this podcast is going to inspire a lot of you. And this is just like to keeping in touch with a friend. Rabia, like I said, has been in my life for so long. So it was nice just interviewing a friend. And let me know if you guys like that style. Like, yes, I asked her questions. Yes, it was an interview, but it felt more like two friends talking versus like a formal interview. So let me know if you guys like that. DM me and let me know. Anyways, let's just get into the podcast. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real reel. Hi, Rabia. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Hey, Natalie. Thanks for having me. Normally on my podcast, I do setting the record straight. So we're going to start off with just a few assumptions that people might have, and then you're going to tell me if they're true, if they're false, and your take on it. So the first one is traveling is glamorous. Um, yes and no, for sure. Yeah, I feel like it is all what you make of it. Like, so I've been on trips where it has definitely not been glamorous at all. And then other ones that it's a lot nicer. Oh, yeah, definitely. And traveling is really expensive. You know what the best feeling is? When you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Waze new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water. And so it, so it not only gives you immediate shine, but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part. In a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to t 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I and use promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code RealReal. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. For me, no. For some, yes. I'm excited to hear about how you save money on traveling because I feel like you travel so much on such a small budget and it's you literally get so much stuff done and like your trips look so much fun. Thanks. You too. You too. And moving is really exhausting. 100% yes. You've literally moved so much in across the world, not just like house to house. I mean, you've done that too, but you're the person I know that's moved the most in like the most extravagant places. Oh my God. Thanks. <laughs> But it is, it is exhausting. It does come with a cost. Yeah, I bet. Um, there is a culture shock in every country. Yes, for sure. And speaking other languages is easy to learn. I think so, yes. But that's all because, I mean, you just have to make an effort. So if you're not going to make an effort, it's going to be very difficult. I feel like unless you're fully in that country, like you were saying before, that it's not like – it's hard. If you're in the U.S. and you're trying to learn Spanish from a Spanish high school class, you're probably not going to. Exactly. Like you have to be 100%. there. Because you know when you're there, you're listening to the radio, listening to TV, people walking by at the grocery store. Like you're just constantly hearing the other language. But when you're here, you're trying to learn something else. But your your brain is listening to another language. So it's really that makes it a little bit more difficult. Exactly. And tell us about yourself now. So where are you from? Where have where all have you lived? It's kind of like your life story because I feel like you have such an interesting life story. And you're, I don't know, you just come from so many different cultures. And it's something that a lot of people don't see here in the United States as well, much. Well, thanks. Um, so like you said, my name is Rabia. Um, I am 23 years old. I just graduated from UNC Charlotte in North Carolina um, with chemistry. And it took me about four and a half, five years. It's not an easy subject or major. I have lived in about five, I think five different, five or six different countries. So I'm born in the Netherlands. I'm a Dutch citizen. My mom's from the Netherlands, but she's originally from Suriname, which is like a small Dutch colony in South America, but she was adopted and then she moved. And then right after I was born, because I have two older sisters and they were born in the Netherlands as well, but they actually live there. Whereas I was born and we moved immediately to Pakistan, which is where my dad's from. And so we lived in Pakistan for first three years. And then we moved to Dubai for two. And that's where my younger brother's born. And then we moved back to Pakistan for another four years. Um, and then after Pakistan, we moved to Thailand for education. And then we moved to the States after three years in Thailand. And I did a study abroad in high school for a year. So yeah. I totally forgot that you did the study abroad in high school. I felt like you had lived in Chile beforehand. And 
I completely forgot that in the middle of high school you went there. I did my sophomore year high school. And how do you adjust to moving so much, especially country to country? I feel like it's a lot different moving house to house. So how do you adjust? How did you adjust when you were younger? Did you like it? I absolutely loved it. Like like when you're younger, you don't really like realize. You're just like, all right, we're just going on another adventure, you know? But the older you get, it becomes more difficult because you like make more meaningful friends like I'm not gonna lie the hardest move was um from Thailand to the states because I had already like you know I was a teenager by then and I had made my like my friend group but you have to continue to see it as an adventure so when you're little like you see it as an adventure but as an adult you have to do the same like I'm a people person I you already know this I love talking to people I love meeting new people because people just have everyone has something different to bring to the table and so I will literally like approach someone and just talk to them. And if I get along with them, like we'll head it off and become friends. If I don't, I'll talk to someone else. But you just have to like keep an open mind. Like there's so there's always something to do somewhere where you, where you go. Um, so yeah, definitely just think of it as an adventure and ride on the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love that. And which country was your favorite country that you have lived in? I know that they're all so different, but if you or what did you love about, I guess, each individual if country? I could, and what let they me let you? me not pick one favorite one. Let's let's talk about every single one and how they're so different and amazing. I can't really Perfect. honestly, I can't really talk too much about the Netherlands just because, like, I never really lived there. I was born there, and we would just go back every summer. I loved it because I just that's I've always called it home. It's crazy that I've called somewhere home that I don't remember ever living. But I just remember stepping on Schiphol Airport and just being like smelling it and be like, I'm home. So that was just like safe ground for me. Pakistan, I love the culture. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely love the culture, the food. Who doesn't love Pakistani food? Um, and that's a huge thing with traveling too. Um, I'm not going to lie. We, when we lived in Pakistan, my, we like, we lived well. We lived lavishly. So I'm not going to lie when I say that we had, we did have guards and cooks and maids and gardeners and all that. And that was very luxurious and nice too, just because you not everyone can say that. Um, I was really close with all my, like the cooks and the guards. We, I would always hang out with them. So they, I love that part too. Um, uh, then Thailand, oh, let's go to Dubai. Dubai, what I love about Dubai. So when I say I lived in Dubai, I lived in Dubai before the whole like extravaganza, like all the cars, all the, the fake stuff going on. Like I lived there before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, when really? I lived there, we had... You know how you have those electric, like, cars where you can ride them, like, electric Jeeps? You know what I'm talking about? When you're little? Kind of. Oh, yes. yes like, the little, little kid cars. Like, kid what cars. I say, I, me and my, my sisters and I, we would take that, squeeze all three of us in that, and drive that little electric thing to the grocery store to buy groceries for dinner. That's how safe it was. Wow. Is it still I mean, safe I, there, I can't or? say because I haven't been there since that meant that long ago. But those were like one of my favorite. We would that was my like one of my favorite memories. Just like my sisters and I going to the grocery stores, grabbing dinner for my mom in our little uh, um, electric jeep truck. Yeah, so that's like Aww. it was cool. But Thailand, I think was if I had to pick one, Thailand would be my favorite. Uh, one culture, two food, and three people and four experience. I had made lifelong friends friends there. I guess I could remember more. Um, so I definitely, it had more of an impact on me. I just love the, the school that I went to. The school was very cultured. I My friend group itself was a melting pot of all different cultures. We had Thai people. We had Koreans. We had Americans, um, Indians, Hispanic. Like, 
literally everything you name it was in our friend group so that was definitely yeah so was it a lot though of Americans at these schools like were they local people at the were there local people at the schools or what type of I guess school was it when you lived there impact well so in Thailand it was just it was extremely diverse so there were a lot of Americans. More, it's more Americans than you realize. Like, there's an American embassy in, in Bangkok, which is where we lived, and so the American embassy provided like specific neighborhood for the Americans who worked in the embassy. So they had a housing complex, and that was right by our our school. Pretty much all the kids who were um, living in the in that American complex, the they went to our our school um, in Pakistan. There weren't many Americans. Gotcha. But there were more locals in Pakistan at the American school that we went to. Do you want to bring something up? Like when we we like when I said we moved to Thailand for education, um, that was because the education system in Pakistan was going down. That is literally the only reason we left Pakistan because we left my dad behind for work, um, and that's because of the whole nine eleven situation that happened. That like our American professors and teachers weren't feeling safe anymore. Um, and so yeah, and the safety was becoming more strict because of that. And. How did you adjust? Oh, wait, talk about Chile also. I'm sorry if my friends are listening and I completely forgot about them. Um, Chile was amazing. Oh, the culture, if you know, you, you're half Hispanic. So like, you know how warm and welcoming they are. Just so loving. The way they, they love you totally. is with food. And that is the way to my heart. So future husband, if you're listening. Um, so food, food is amazing. I just, they have so many celebrations. Like if it wasn't, Every month they're celebrating something and they don't just celebrate it for one day. They celebrate it for like the whole week. So we're going to take a vacay. Um, The people are so warm. Like when I came, like my first day's class, like the principal brought me in and she's like, this is Rabia. And if you know, um, my name in Spanish means rabies. Really? I I will. It's because like, how did I not know that? You don't really talk. We don't know. It's not an everyday conversation. You're talking about rabies. Like it can be, it can mean rabies, but also like ferocious, like super angry. So the first day my teacher was like, um, are you sure you don't want to change your name to like have a nickname or something else? Like, I just don't want the kids pestering with you. And the kids never messed with me. Like they never, like, they just wanted me, they like made me feel so welcome. They never like tried to make fun of my name or anything. So they just welcomed me with open arms. And my families, of course, I love them. I had three host families, and I love oh. every single one of them so much, like if they were my own. Was was it at all hard adjusting to being with a host family and being in another home? I feel like it would hard. It would be hard for me to feel at um, home. That is one hundred percent true. It was the very my very first host family. I was, I think, close. I was definitely closest with them for multiple reasons. So they weren't. They weren't like you know. They didn't have a big house like. We had one one bathroom shared between my the parents and my host sister. Um, kitchen was literally like a two feet walk. Like they weren't living lavishly. They literally didn't have Wi Fi. They got Wi Fi for me so I could talk to my family. Like that's how um, warm these people are. So that was a huge shock for me. Like I was like, they wow. don't have Wi Fi, and I was like, I have to share a bathroom with the whole family. Like I was like, what? Like you know, I've always had like. I didn't have to share with too much with everyone, but that is also how I grew. I was like, Rabbi, you have to share. Like, you're not going to always have your own stuff, you know? Um, that was the first family. Second family, they were mm-hmm. much more well off. They had, you know, multiple bathrooms. They had a second floor. They had multiple cars. Like, but then again, I was living in another city. Then we, I moved, I moved cities for the summer to live with them. 
um, but that also like I, I wasn't as close with that family just because there were different levels in the house. Like we weren't bumping into each other constantly. And, you know, the brother was always doing something. So, um, and then the last host family, also very small house. Um, I was sharing a bunk bed with my host sister, like, but it was all very interesting and all very different. And I loved every single one of them for love, not love. That's so sweet, though, that they welcomed you and how warm they are. And that's so true about Hispanics. They are very warm. They love 100%. celebrating. <laughs> and how do you think growing up in a multi- multicultural family has impacted you? Or do you just – I guess you guys just don't really think about it. But I guess with the contrast of your friends really that haven't, how do you think You really that don't think about it's it. Changed but like, you? What I do realize is that, like, I am – I don't – I'm not trying to brag, but I'm more accepting of different, like – different people and more understanding of um, language barriers. So like I work in the restaurant industry and so, and, and at the airport in particular, so I'm bumping across a lot of people who um, don't speak English. So I will, I don't intentionally do this, but I will literally go to knee level, eye level with them and just talk slower, use my hands. Just cause like when I lived in Chile, that is how they approached me. And like, they're like, we use Pictionary and charades and electronic dictionaries to just try to communicate. So I'm more understanding of that. Like, I just, I don't complain. I'm like, oh my God, they don't even speak English. Like, what are they doing in America? Like, none of that. Like, understanding of their culture too. Because like, in some cultures, some things are allowed and some things aren't. Like, I believe burping is acceptable after dinner in, I think it is some Middle Eastern countries like Saudi Arabia. But over here, if you burp at the table, you're like, dude that's disgusting you know my mind doesn't go immediately like why aren't you doing this right or why are you doing that it's like rabia they're different their upbringing is different um you can't compare your life to theirs bloody bloody blah so yeah that's so good though that's such a good quality to have do you feel like the people you interact with here or just friends of yours are i guess don't aren't as understanding i have definitely run into that into that I guess this is where I come in and step in. I'm like, I literally put my friends in check. I'm like, you don't know their background. You don't know their upbringing. Like, you don't know if that's a culturally okay with them and not with you. Like, don't judge them just because it's different to you, you know? So just be more, just be more open-minded and accepting yeah. of other people. So, yeah. But I will put my friends in their yeah. place. I'll be like, don't, no, I love don't do that because I was once in their shoes, you know? And you're my friend, so. Yeah, I think it's important to, I mean, you exactly. can call people out in a loving way. Yeah, you don't. Which I think you is don't such an important yeah. thing Excuse my French, a bitch about, about it. You can just be nice. You can just be like, hey, like, I don't, and when you make it, when you're able to make it more personable, like, I think that's the right word, word um, personable, like, they're more understanding of like, yo, like, I went through this. So like, oh, Rabbi, like, really? I didn't know. Like, then they're like, they understand it better when they can relate to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I feel like that's how I am with growing up in different – with two different cultures. Of my Both my parents are from different countries. And then also growing up in South Florida, which was a place right. with a lot of different cultures there. It wasn't anything weird to me. And But coming to North Carolina when most parents are generations and generations back American – I felt like people were like, oh my gosh, your parents are from there. Or you speak a different language. It's so different where I never even thought of it as anything special. Dude, or literally, I was telling you earlier, like grown up. the biggest culture shock was moving to the States. Granted, you were living in 
south southern florida so like it's like you said more cold there's like more culture uh, more more culture there but charlotte north carolina in particular wax hall you know like there is no culture in wax hall it is it was that was the biggest culture shock i was like why do all these people look the same um what i'm like where are my asian people at <laughs> So funny. Yeah. How was it? What did you think when you came to the United States and more specifically To be Charlotte? honest, okay, so we came to visit time. Charlotte, like, before we moved here, um, the December before we moved here, just, like, look at housing schools and everything. And, like, I thought it was cool. I was like, wow, this is, like, this is America. Like, I had seen Cheetah Girls 2 for the first time on Disney. And, like, I was like, this is so cool. But then when we moved here, it was a completely different thing. And I was completely shocked by it I was like oh my god I'm, I'm riding the yellow school bus like I see in the movies and it was just every like I said earlier everyone was the same like and when I tried to approach some of the Asian kids like they they were like they looked at me where they're like what are you doing like why are you talking to me because like I'm not gonna lie our school our high school and middle school was very clicky like like I'm not trying to, I'm just gonna say you had the black totally. group you had the white group you had the cheerleaders you had the the jocks literally like you had the nerds, like everything. It was so clicky. I was not used to that whatsoever. Like the in Thailand, in particular, like we, everyone was friends with everyone. In Pakistan, my high school, my I mean, my um, classes were smaller. It was only like my class was only twenty four students, so we were literally all friends. Ma- coming here, like making friends, was the most difficult for me because, like, I was like, I had to be selected of who I wanted to choose as a friend, you know. Also, I couldn't find totally. Asian food anywhere. I was like, we, my mom and I would, we would literally go to the Asian market in like 30 minutes away just to get our Asian products. We're like, I feel like it's so different coming to suburbia, especially because Charlotte is a city now, but back when we, when exactly, here, it was nothing. That's you're 100% right. Like so, when I'm at work, someone's like, oh, like they, when I first moved here, I absolutely despised Charlotte. Couldn't stand it. Um, thought it was so boring, thought it was, you know, hillbilly. And like you said, now it has grown tremendously in just these 10 years. So much more culture, so much more things to do, more food to eat, more accessibility, all of that. Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like I can't even imagine how hard it is coming from a country where you have people from all over the world and you're living in a very diverse place and then coming to small town suburb of Charlotte, North Carolina. How old were you when you came here? Uh, 12. I was 12. So you went to middle school and you, did you go to Marvin middle school for sixth grade? To no, eighth grade? I only, I did seventh and eighth. Okay. I remember you after, I remembered you in seventh and eighth and I'm like, I don't think you were there. No, for sixth I was grade. in I did sixth grade in Thailand. And now you're deciding to go to the Netherlands for college. So why did you choose that instead of, or I guess not for college for your master's? Yeah. So, um, I decided that because two reasons, um, I've, like I said, I haven't always, I've never really liked Charlotte. So I've always thought, tried to get out of Charlotte. Um, two, my green card expires mm-hmm. next month, uh, next year. So I don't want really want to get deported. So I was like, let me just make this move myself. LOL. Um, <laughs> and three, I guess, yeah, three. Um, I, you know, I changed my career path. I was originally pre-dental um, in college, my undergrad, just until my last year, my senior year, I decided I didn't want to do pre-dental anymore. Um, I decided to go sustainability. And so I feel like Europe is way more ahead of the United States when it comes to 
sustainability and greenness and our future. So I feel like getting a degree in a European country, and I'm just taking advantage of my um, EU citizenship in that sense. So yeah, I was like, might as well get it done there. And I really, my, I, my sister um, has a son, so I have a nephew, and I really just want to be a part of his life. So I felt like going home mm-hmm. was the best option, and the timing couldn't have been any better. So this is the first time that you'll be officially living in the Netherlands besides from when you were exactly. born, Exactly, right? and that's like also what I'm super excited about because how have I called this place home and never lived there? So I'm excited to finally call it home and live there. Isn't that funny how you don't have to really live in a place for too long for it to exactly. be Exactly, that's where – you know what's crazy too? I've lived here for about 11 years and I still don't call this place home. Yeah, that's insane. It's just I yeah. guess where your heart is. It really is. And your family is there now, and your whole family decided to make the transition, right? Besides, I know your mom is still in Charlotte, but everyone else has kind of made the transition to the Netherlands, right? Yeah. My sister was the first one, then my dad followed shortly after, and my brother leaves in August because he just graduated high school, and so he decided to do um, his – which is – I'm so excited for him because, like, I wish I did my four years in the Netherlands, too. Um, so he's going to do um, his undergraduate there as well. And then, but I think my mom says she's planning to head back sooner than later. So that's exciting news. Yay. And what are your plans for sustainability? What do you hope to do with that, with your master's or where do you hope to work in the future? So with sustainability, I, so I'm getting my um, MBA in corporate sustainability. And for people who don't really know what that is, um, pretty much, I'm just trying to focus on greenness in a company aspect. So trying to reduce their carbon footprint, trying to monitor their waste, not only um, environmentally, but also economically. But really, my end goal is to have my own firm and that companies would hire my firm to kind of just come in and clean up and just kind of transition the way that they're running and just to protect our planet in that sense. So that's my that is my goal in life to just save this world. I love that you want to have your own firm. I was gonna say, and it's so cool that you're doing something that you're passionate about too. Yeah, I guess with having lived everywhere, you every environment was different. For example, in Pakistan, it was it was very dirty, um, trash everywhere. Thailand was kind of the same, a little less than um, Pakistan. Dubai was pretty clean, and then the states was the cleanest, I think. But then now, this was then, now I see that the states really isn't that clean. Where we live in Charlotte, they don't really care too much about the environment. Because I went to Seattle recently and I was like, wow, restaurants compost? What is this? There's recycling bins in, in restaurants? Like, wow. So I just, I think it's so important to make that impact everywhere that it's just every country is on the same board and understands that if we continue to go the way we're going, we don't have a home. You're literally destroying our home. So, well, I love that you're doing something out of passion and you're getting your education in it and learning more about it. And you're doing this because you truly care about it, not because, oh, it's going to make so much money. You're doing it because no. you love it. Yeah, no, it's crazy because, like, I was pre dental and I was doing pre dental mainly for the money, but I also just love helping people. That was like the original. You know, they're like, oh, you would have a great nine to five job, like, it's flexible. But I don't want that. Like, I we, I don't need that, you know? Yeah, you're choosing your happiness and what you love. It's over just money. Exactly. 
I'm going to take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsor. You guys all know what Spotify is, but on Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. So you do not need to have a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one that you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. And you can also easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you're listening to this ad right now, you should take a pause and share your podcast or share my podcast, I should say, on your Instagram story and let other people know where to find it. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for The Real Real Podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of The Real Real Podcast. And you still will make money with this. You're getting your master's, you're going to have your own firm, like, you still will, but it's awesome that you can make a career out of your passion. Yes, that's the best of both worlds. Hannah Montana, you get the best of both worlds. You have to always be fun when someone says best of both worlds. Cannot. That's our childhood right there. <laughs> I love that. And what life choices would you say has shaped the way that you are today? Because I feel like you're one of those people that has had such huge life changes. Like you've moved so much and you've changed your career path. You've spent an extra year of school. Like you're, the choices you've made are huge. But what would you say is the one you think that's impacted you the most? I don't, I don't have one specific one because they, they, I've had a a lot, you've, you, Natalie, you know, I've been through a lot of French shit. Yeah. Um, so it's, but it's all kind of, it's a domino effect. Everything was just a domino effect. My first life experience or not experience, but tragedy was when my sister passed away, um, when we first moved here. And I think that's also kind of why I, I really don't like Charlotte was because we hadn't even been here for a year and I lose my, my oldest sister, you know? So I kind of always mm-hmm. put those two in, together and then everyone grieves differently. So um, my dad grieved in a way that I don't even, I can't even form words, but just to clarify, my dad and I are good now, but we went through a lot with him. Like, I don't know if I can call it, um, what's it called? domestic um abuse because it's domestic uh, violence is a very huge and broad um division term, i guess yeah term yeah. so it was ours was mainly verbal and um it was verbal uh domestic violence and there was a time where we kind of felt a hostage in our own home so I really don't know if I, I'm saying this and I don't, I don't know if I'm sharing too much, but hey, I can't hide anything and it'll come out eventually. So no, share whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a big thing. But, you know, over time we were able to clear the air. That was that was the hardest because that was my transition from high school to college. And yeah. that transition, I was literally trying to support my mom and my brother because I was the only one working. My mom hadn't worked since she had kids. Like my dad was sustaining all of us, you know, but I was working. So any dollar I had, I would try to, you know, put food on the table. There's you, your family literally helped us at a certain point. And I never forget that. So, um, a lot of people came in and helped us through the hard times. Biggest, one of the other big ones was I was, 
I think it was my junior year of college, I became homeless. Like I, I got kicked out of the house and literally lived on my best friend's couch for like three, four months or a semester about, I literally, I was like, Hey, can I borrow some of your pasta? Like I'm working and I'll give you some pasta later. Like it was, it was really, really tough. It was, it took a huge mental toll on me from everything. Cause like I said, everything was a domino effect. My sister passed away, wasn't really able to grieve. Then my, like the verbal abuse at home and the being hostage in your own home, then becoming homeless and having to, with it, with me studying chemistry, like it wasn't like I had an easy major. So I had to still stay on top of my grades and go through life at the same time, juggling four jobs as a freshman. It was a lot, but literally, I mean, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm good now. Like I've, I've made it. And I, I, I am the person I am now because I don't ever want to get to the place where I was um, before. So I like, I just want to be successful because I want to make sure my kids don't ever have to go through that either, you know? Yeah. And I feel like you are one of the strongest people I know just because of everything that you've went through and you have had so many transitions in your life, like not even just physical in the terms of like, oh, you moved. You've had so many family dynamics change and you've had to support yourself and your family, like you were saying, and study and put yourself through school. And that's not easy. Most people, especially where we grew up, never had to do that and never will. So for you to have done that and still come out such a happy person and so positive and still so clear on what you want to do, I think shows your strength. Thank you so much. That means so much from coming from you. I appreciate that. No, I seriously, I've because Robbie and I have been friends for a very long time. I feel like since Honestly, middle school or high school, we've been friends. It was freshman year of high school. Girl, you already remember which day we hung out. You came over. We were on (laughs) Facebook. I'm not mentioning any names, but you already know. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you really are one of the strongest people. And just to see you how you are today and so determined and going to get your master's right now and just so happy and have like such a clear vision for the future shows so much about who you are as a person. And I am so proud of you for that. You know, I'm crazy proud of you. Like I've known you since freshman year and you were like, I want to do YouTube and you did it. You freaking did it. Like, look at you, grown, yeah. independent, strong, independent. Don't need no man except you got a man, but that's a okay. So, yeah, you have been there through with me, like before I started anything. Like, it's crazy, dude. I remember when you were doing seventeen, and that's when I was in Chile at the time, and I was literally bragging about you to all my friends in Chile. I was like, my friends in seventeen magazine. Like, it was so funny. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Well. This is going to be the last question, but what is the greatest piece of advice that you have ever been given? Um, my dad told me, always choose happiness. And like, literally, we were just talking about it, like, always do something that makes you happy. Like, if you're happy being a janitor, do that. If you're happy being a taxi driver, do that. If you're happy being a stay-at-home mom, do that. Like, just choose yeah. happiness because money doesn't buy anything and that is coming from my dad who was a millionaire to having absolutely nothing now so for him to say that he literally had everything in his life he wanted snap of his fingers he had it and now he has to he's 60 plus and has to work really hard just to 
make means, you know? Same goes for my mom. Like, she mm-hmm. now has to juggle multiple jobs at the age of 60. So, like, yeah, no, choose happiness. That. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It meant so much to me to have you on. And I'm so happy that you shared your story. And I really can't wait for people to hear it. No, honestly, Natalie, thank you for letting me share my story. I had a time, like you said, this was a great conversation. And I know um, I, I want to visit you in the Netherlands, think. but do you have anything that you want to plug? Do you have any links or anything that you want to tell people about? I guess I just have Instagram so you can follow me traveling. And yes. I think, well, Natalie, you and I were talking about it. Like I kind of might start YouTube and I can't wait. It'll, I got to do a little bit more research and see where I want to go with it. But you've inspired me to maybe give it a shot. So that is my only plug. But just try to save the world, guys. Don't use straws. Get metal or plastic – or not plastic, but metal or uh, rubber ones or silicon ones. And maybe use recyclable bags. <laughs> That'd be really nice because I think well, your kids would appreciate that too. <laughs> well, thank okay. you for coming on, and I can't wait for this episode to go up. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Let me know what you guys think, and don't forget to review it. Also – on the private Facebook page, please join the private Facebook page. It is a page where you guys can go talk to one another. I actually just had my first workshop where I taught how to build a YouTube channel or how to build a personal brand through YouTube in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I met so many of you guys that said that they met each other on the Facebook page. So if you guys are looking for new friends, new people to hang out with, like-minded girl bosses or bosses in general, there's no gender there. There's just girls or boys, whatever, just a boss in general. But anyways, if you guys are looking to hang out with someone in your city, you're new, you want new friends, go on the private Facebook page and meet up with people. Network. You guys, if you guys are looking for tips on anything, post it in there. It is the most supportive Facebook group literally I've ever seen. So thank you guys so much. You guys make me so proud. But anyways, follow us on Instagram. Make sure to give us five stars, join the private Facebook page, and I'll see you guys next week on another episode of The Real Real Podcast. Bye.